The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. I'm super duper excited to do our next Meet the Mentor in the Hollywood Theater. It is a citizen theater owned by the Salvation Army. And this will be my absolute all-time life favorite Meet the Mentor because it's with my daughter, Georgie. And she's going to tell you about the business that she started. Why do we even do these? I'll tell you why. 16 years ago, we formed the LEAP Foundation. What's LEAP? LEAP is a motivational leadership program for young entrepreneurs that we do every year at UCLA. It's a one-week program. Students live in the dorm. They come and they spend a whole week with us where we teach them skills they don't necessarily learn in high school and college. Our next program is July 16th to the 22nd. It will be at UCLA on campus, and we will have about 450 kids literally from all over the world. The thing that makes LEAP so unique is that we bring in these amazing mentors. And because we had so many great mentors speaking at LEAP, like Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Michael Strahan, Kathy Bates, Apollo Ono, the Olympic skier. I mean, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing people. We decided to turn this into a podcast. Well, lo and behold, this podcast is now ranked in the top two and a half percentile of all podcasts worldwide in our category. So every week we like to bring you at least one or two new Meet the Mentor interviews. Today is going to be super special because I'm going to interview my daughter, Georgie. Georgie is a 25-year-old entrepreneur and fashion designer. I should know this by heart, but I'm kind of nervous. She graduated from University of Wisconsin in 2020 with a degree in retail and consumer behavior. Almost two years ago, she launched a young woman's clothing line called All My Love. She is all my love. She's here with us today to share what it took to build a business from ground up as a millennial in today's competitive market. Georgie, thank you so much for taking time to do this with us today. You're welcome. Okay, so (laughs) as her father, I can tell you unequivocally, this kid was born to be in fashion. She was like four years old. We bought her the little Disney costumes with those little plastic heels that most little girls can't walk in. My kid never took them off. She ran in them. She played sports in them with that little elastic. I mean, she was like, and then she'd go in the bathroom and just like do herself up. Even at four or five years old, it was crazy. When do you first remember kind of falling in love with fashion? Oh, I don't even remember. I always loved fashion. I didn't always know that I would work in the fashion world, but I always loved fashion. I mean, even as a little kid, she would put like boas on. I'll never forget one day she was five. You know, we're sitting at breakfast. You're about to go to kindergarten. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, Georgie, are you wearing makeup? (laughs) And you're like, no. I'm like, Georgie, you have on mascara. Like, I can fully see it. She goes, but dad, it's so pretty. I'm like, no, go wash it off. Yeah, I was ahead of my time. You were way ahead of your time. So tell me how All My Love started. 
I started it in COVID. I didn't, I mean, I had called you a bunch of times in college and said that I really wanted to start a fashion brand and you always said, just wait. And then in COVID, I was finishing up school and sewing a lot for my design classes. And with the extra time that I never had before, I started just designing for fun and it was my favorite part of every day. And then the more I got into it, I started just looking up how to start a business. And then I got my like business license online and then I bought the name All My Love. And the more I got into it, I just didn't want to stop doing it. So Actually, I just... do me a favor because there may be students out there that want to start a clothing line. Take me through the initial steps. I mean, I remember the very, very, very first thing was like, Dad, I want to do this. I need a name for my company. Tell them how hard it is not to find a good name, but to find a name that's actually available, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I All My Love was not the first name I came up with. I knew I wanted something girly and fun, but every name was trademarked already. And like, and how did you find that out? You can just look. I mean, I would think of a name and I'd Google it and then I'd find some random business that already existed. And you can look up anything that's trademarked online. There's literally a trademark website. So as soon as you got All My Love, what'd you do with it? Getting All My Love was actually a really long process because there's an old jewelry brand that one time had a collection called All My Love that's been discontinued for years, but they still have the trademark and it was a whole thing. But um, because I do have a rental service in my business, I was able to kind of change out of that category and that's how I was able to get the name. Honestly, the one good thing about, because there are a lot of cons, but the one good thing about starting a business now is that like Google is your best friend. You can literally Google anything. You can literally Google how to start a business or you can order books on Amazon called how to start a business. That's what I did. But another, I mean, so that's like one great thing about it. Like anyone can get a trademark. Anyone can get a domain. Anyone could start a website. Everything's extremely user-friendly right now. So once you found a name that, that was free, what did you do next? How'd you trademark it or keep it? Or- um, you just apply for the trademark and then I got, re- <laughs> you apply for the trademark and then I got rejected a couple times. And then I changed business categories because of the rental service implemented in my business. And that was how I was able to get it. And then what was the next step? So you have to kind of get your business license and file your business. You can't just sell goods whenever you feel like it. So I filed as an LLC and um, I don't know the website off the top of my head, but it, like you can literally just Google get an LLC, and it'll direct you immediately. All right. And then what? And then I got the domain. So if, I mean, anyone, I feel it's a super user-friendly Wix or Shopify. Um, you can just get a domain through there and build your website from there. But interestingly, your domain is not allmylove.com. It's shopallmylove.com. Yeah, so allmylove.com, the domain was already taken. I don't even think that there's anything on that website. So I just did shop all my love and that was available. And I mean, I think it's still pretty easy to remember. I also wanted to add on top of getting the domain and trademarks, you also need all the social links. So you need the Instagram handle, the tick, like all of those are a lot of the time taken too. So it's kind of just trying to find one name where you can own everything. And that takes a long time. All under one name. Yeah. So then I started making designs and I brought it to, I mean, there are like in fashion, it's different than other like kinds of products you make. There are so many steps. You can't just 
like submit a design to a manufacturer. You have to get patterns made, gradings, dye houses, like sample. There's like a whole process, but there are places that will do everything for you or you can individually source for all of that. Um, and that's where I started. I just went to a place that does everything just for my first time around. And now that it's been about a year and a half, I have my supply chain a lot more like locked down. So I'm able to um, individually source for certain things that I need. Tell me what it is about All My Love that you think is kind of your unique selling feature when you compare it to other brands in your category. I just remember always... Every time I would, I mean, you know, I love shopping. And every time I would go to stores, I'd be like, oh, this would be so cute if it didn't have this weird fringe thing on it. Or like, I just always felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I'd walk around and wouldn't find anything that I liked. And so, I mean, I obviously think that my designs are what make it special and unique because I think that they're beautiful. And I think that everything that I make is really easy to wear. I go through so many rounds of sampling to make sure that everything fits really well and the quality is really high, which a lot of the time when you're buying expensive pieces, you'd be surprised that that's not always the case. But then I also implemented a few buying options into my business. So you can buy something new, rent something new, or buy something that, that's been pre-loved. And I feel like with that, I've been able to kind of adjust to the customer's needs and price points. And the top that you're wearing right now? It's all my love. It's coming out in a month with a few other things. And it comes in two colors. Two colors. This color and then a raspberry color. And it's like a sweater tank top. And then I have these um, silk midi skirts to match both sets. So what would you say going back from the inception of all my love was probably the biggest challenge you had in in making this company? Uh, I mean, I have... I have a few. <laughs> one, Go for it. One like really simple one is that I would say to always smart, start really small with how much product you make. I wish that I didn't make a whole collection off the bat because at that point I didn't have my supply chain locked down and I didn't know enough about the industry to really like produce those in a timely manner. And by the time it was all done, I was like, oh, I designed this like a year ago. And I was just, I don't know. I just wish that I had started small and built from there. Um, it's also expensive. So that's my biggest advice. But then also, I just feel like when you're starting a brand, everyone has so much advice and everyone has so much to say. And everyone thinks that they know more than you if they've been successful at any point in their life. But I know a lot of the people that you've introduced me to or that I've just met organically started businesses years ago or in completely different categories. And they had advice that honestly, I felt like didn't actually help me or wasn't always beneficial. And I really wish that I stuck with my gut on a lot of things because at the end of the day, I feel like nobody knows your vision or your business the way that you do. And nobody cares about your money like you do. No, everybody wants your money. I always recommend no matter what business you have, you always sign your checks because literally nobody cares about your money like you do. It's so true. And a big thing that you taught me, especially with working with so many different people and trying to manufacture my products was never pay up front because I got screwed so many times doing that. And the truth is, is that that's not a standard and people will take advantage of you from the beginning because they know that you don't know anything about the business. And now it just would never happen that way. And the other thing that we learned together was whenever you're working with a manufacturer, you need to have a deadline, right? 
Let's talk about that. Yes and no. There are delays sometimes that are out of everybody's control, especially with COVID. Unfortunately, it's still an issue and there are still setbacks. But I think that that kind of falls in line with not paying up front everything. I'll I'll pay for sampling and I'll get a sample and then I'll pay for part of production. But I don't pay for the entire production until I get all my product. And I think that that definitely incentivizes people to work faster. (laughs) What would you say is probably the biggest challenge in actually making a brand like popular or go viral today? There are so many aspects of the business, but marketing is so important. And I've worked with different marketing agencies, you know, and PR agencies, and they charge through the roof. And I didn't feel like my vision was coming to life the way that I wanted it to. And I think that influencer marketing has changed a lot in the last couple of years, especially with TikTok. I mean, most influencers don't even accept gifting. So there used to be this organic way of gifting influencers and they would happen to wear your pieces and you'd get lucky and get a bunch of people referred to your website. And then now it's like most influencers won't post anything unless they get a check. So it's hard for small businesses, especially with funding, figuring out who to give things to, who to pay. It's so expensive. And so my biggest goal this year has been just trying to push organically as much as I can, because honestly, I've seen the highest return on that. And as a small business, it's not it's not sustainable to pay every influencer. Well, it's also a two edged sword, because when you pay an influencer, they have to legally say this is a paid ad Mm -hmm. and their audience doesn't embrace that as much as if they just wear it because they love it, right? It's so interesting because any time that I've gifted influencers and they've just happened to wear something in a YouTube video or whatever, that piece will sell out. And then the second I pay an influencer to wear something, I get so few orders from it. But they're very different investments. You know, like if I pay an influencer and they have a code for me or whatever, I get more subscribers. So it's like maybe there's a more long-term term return. But yeah, I would say the, the best return is when there's organic posting, which is what makes it hard because obviously the influencer industry, that's their living. That's how they, that's how they live off of you know, their lives. They need to be paid by brands. But as a brand, it's extremely expensive and not always as effective as you'd think. I also want to add, it is important to pay influencers still when you need more content. Like regardless, you have beautiful content so that you can use that across platforms. Like it's still important to do. But I would say my biggest advice would be to spend a lot of time on, I mean, of course you need a good quality product, but good quality, just marketing and you're just your social presence. It's so important. Like people literally will look up on TikTok cute tops to wear tonight and then people will purchase straight off of TikTok. People aren't even Googling clothes anymore. They're literally looking on TikTok. So I would say it's really important to make sure that you have a strong social media presence. And where do you see All My Love going next? Well, we just got into another store. So we'll This is your sixth brick and mortar store, right? Yeah. I'm, this will be my second brick and mortar store, but my sixth retailer. That's awesome. Or my third brick and mortar store, sixth retailer. Thank you. Um, so Are you allowed to name them? <clears throat> not yet, but we'll be announcing it in a week. But I think where I see all my love going is just being in more stores, more websites, 
and just growing my customer base. I mean, it's grown a lot in the, it's only a year and a half old. It's grown a lot in the past year, but um, it's really exciting every time I send out an email blast and then I get purchases. It just makes me feel like I have this loyal following and I get so many messages and emails and I just want to build that up even more. It's the most like gratifying feeling when you work so hard on a project and people are actually responding to it and interacting with it. What's the best business advice that you've been given since the start of this company? Honestly, all of it's come from you. (laughs) The first one was don't pay anyone up front. (laughs) So that was a great one. But also just always, I know it sounds so cliche, but just always believing in your brand. Like you're right. No one's going to care about your money the way you do your business, the way you do. And if I don't even believe in it, then who else is going to? So just always being really confident and working at it and not giving up. I just have to be my number one supporter. I have a really cute anecdotal story. So when Georgie started up this business, she came to me and said, Dad, you know, do you want to invest in my business? And I said, absolutely. But just know if I invest, I'm going to be a partner and I'm going to give you some direction. She goes, yeah, I think I'm good. No, I just was looking down the line and I was like, I don't think that's going to work for us. <laughs> yeah. So she did it all on her own and I'm so incredibly proud of Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you think you need to convey to our audience today? Anyone who comes to Leap will hear me speak every year. And I feel like I give a lot of like really specific advice, specific websites, companies to work with. And I feel like that's really beneficial. But overall... Well, I I got a question actually the other day and it was, um, what if you fail? And I just want to say that that's the risk of starting a business. No one guarantees that it's going to be successful. No one guarantees that you're going to become rich off of it. It's up to you how far you get. And so just keep working at it. And I always say failure is not an option. And in my vocabulary, there is no failure. I never, ever, ever fail because if I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, I don't look at that as failure. And I've said this to Georgie a hundred times. If it doesn't come out the way you want it to, it's not failure, it's practice. And then you change it and you do it again and again and again. You really only fail when you quit. So if you don't quit, you never fail, right? It's so true. You'll never know how to start or run a business until you actually do it. And there are a lot of learning lessons along the way that can be seen as failures, but you need to learn those lessons eventually. And it only, you know, makes your business model stronger moving forward. Well, as a dad, I just have to tell you, I'm so incredibly proud of you. You had a a dream. You pursued it. You have a beautiful line of clothing. If you go to shopallmylove.com, you can see what I mean. I don't care. Even if you're a guy, she actually has stuff that you can wear. There are some nice sweats (laughs) that that I'm going to wear, even though I I don't normally wear pink or peach. I'll wear it because my daughter made it. But um, she's really done an amazing job. And if you are a parent watching this or you're a student 15 to 25 and you're interested in LEAP, please go to our website, leapfoundation.com. You can get more information about LEAP. Again, the next summer program is July 16th to 22nd at UCLA. And if you'd like more information on how you can help support the Salvation Army, please watch this little uh, commercial that we're going to play for you now. Love doesn't discriminate. 
It doesn't pick and choose. When there's so much to fight against, love fights for. When others flee, love runs toward. And when darkness prevails, love doesn't despair. It never feels too small or too weak or too powerless to help. Love knows its worth and remembers its strength. Love isn't pro this or pro that, but proactive and protective. It's never quick to rage, but always quick to courageous compassion. Love gives everything and expects nothing. For 156 years, the Salvation Army has loved all who feel lost. With your help, we'll never stop. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.